What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, July 30th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, featuring podcasting's answer to Sonny and Cher, Hall and Oates, Daft Punk, etc., etc. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, Tegan and Sarah, all the musical <laughs> duos were out here. <laughs> this is something someone else said about us, by the way. Yeah, well, they have good taste, and we are musicians, as you know. <laughs> yeah, they nailed it. On today's show, Suni Lee becomes the fifth American woman in a row to win the gymnastics all around at the Olympics. Plus, we're mm-hmm. never going to give you up times a billion. Rick Rowling hits a milestone on YouTube. Yeah, but first, the latest on the economy and a throwback to last year. When this is defeated, uh, this hidden scourge is defeated, I think we're going to go up very rapidly, our economy, and get back to where it was and beyond. Scourge? Okay, so- <laughs> Excuse me? I just want to find yeah. Scourge? All right. Scourge, yes. Not Scourge. Scourge. Uh, okay, so that was the guy who lost his re-election bid this past November, speaking on March 19th, 2020. And he's talking about how the economy was going to just bounce back the moment the pandemic ends. So two things. One, so glad we don't have to hear from him anymore. Like, thank God. <laughs> and two, it appears the economy is back then better than ever, even before the end of the pandemic. So uh, let's start today by talking about that. Yeah, and this is basically based on new statistics that were released by the government yesterday. So, Akilah, can you give us a rundown of those actual numbers that we're seeing that are suggesting that the economy is now bigger than before the pandemic? Sure. Uh, But to be clear, all of this should be taken with a grain of salt, seeing as the continuing spread of COVID-19 can and will impact how long these numbers even matter. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, the U.S.'s GDP accelerated at a rate of 6.5% between April and June. The GDP, by the way, is the measure of how many goods and services the country makes. In pure dollars, that meant that the country's GDP jumped to $19.4 trillion. And right before the shit hit the fan, America's GDP in the last quarter of 2019 was $19.2 trillion. Okay, so the economists in the room are saying that is great, but with an asterisk. Yeah, so that growth is actually smaller than what they expected for that time period. And that also has to do with the fact that a bunch of people who can get vaccinated and haven't are prolonging the pandemic even now. Mm. Economists assumed very stupidly that most people would actually try to do their part and help out. Yeah, always assume the worst, uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that for a second, because the increased spread of the Delta variant or any future mutations of the virus could throttle all this growth. Mm -hmm. And just yesterday, the government announced different plans and ideas to address the vaccination slowdown that we've seen in the country overall. So what's the news there so we can stay on the up and up? Well, President Biden called on state and local officials to offer cash incentives. Here he is. I'm calling on all states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. I know the pain people who get vaccinated might sound unfair to folks who've gotten vaccinated already. But here's the deal. If incentives help us beat this virus, I believe we should use them. Ooh, okay, Mr. President. (laughs) My personal opinion on that. 
is that that's horseshit. I don't know who raised y'all, but reinforcing negative behavior, in this case, spreading an infectious disease when a vaccine is free and widely available in our country, is a bomb move. Like, why not give everyone who is vaccinated already $1,000? Then, once the newbies hit the two-week post-vax mark, send them a check, too. Yeah, I will accept the $1,000. I'll just put that out there. Same. I'm ready. (laughs) Pocket is open. Um, Biden also announced that the federal government will reimburse employers who give their workers time off to get vaccinated, plus government employees themselves are actually going to face a mandate. That's right. So Biden spelled out his plan for every federal employee and on-site contractor to be required to receive a vaccine or be forced to wear a mask and be tested regularly to prove that they're not ill. Here he is again. We all want our lives to get back to normal. And fully vaccinated workplaces will, will make that happen more quickly and more successfully. So some federal unions, however, are pushing back, saying that the president should negotiate with them first before implementing a rule, blah, blah, personal liberties or some shit. (laughs) Okay, so that's the federal plan. But if the unvaccinated among us are not swayed by these cash or these mandates, let them know what you're thinking on your last day of WAD. Okay, absolutely. And for people that need something to say to the hesitant people in your life, go ahead and record this to play back for them. Here we go. The people who have done the right thing this whole time are tired of carrying you on our backs. There are children out there right now who cannot get vaccinated, and Mm -hmm. their parents are now being forced back into offices and jobs to work with you, a person who has no reason not to get vaxxed, except for research you found on Facebook from the dumbest person in your family. (laughs) I'm sick of it. Grow up. All right, the vaccine has been proven safe and effective for most people. And your resistance is just making your own miserable life less bearable and making this country worse off. Get vaccinated and then get a life in that order. Mm. Mm. All right, well, <laughs> Gideon, let's turn to something else the federal government is still trying to fix, the country's immigration system. It is still a hot mess. Mm-hmm. So you've been following some new movement on this over the past few days. Where do things stand now? Okay, so for one thing, there was this agreement on the bipartisan infrastructure package, a favorite topic of everyone here, I'm well aware. Yeah. If you're wondering where I'm going with this on immigration, stay with me for a second. So that infrastructure bill excluded a lot of important stuff. So Democrats in the Senate have been focused on this other spending proposal that's worth $3.5 trillion. This plan is likely going to include major priorities that were cut from the infrastructure bill, things that target climate change, child care, health care, small things that we need uh, to sustain (laughs) our lives. And this package could be passed via the reconciliation process and not need Republican support. But then there's one other major addition that could make its way into this, immigration reform. We're talking about a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, people with temporary protected status, perhaps even undocumented essential workers. Mm. And just yesterday, Biden himself met with nearly a dozen congressional Democrats to discuss the next steps here. He reportedly came out of that meeting saying he wanted the immigration proposal in there. Good. That seems like the only rational thing to feel. And this has taken on even more urgency, given that federal judge ruling from a few weeks ago. So what's the latest on that? Yeah, so a quick refresher here. On July 16th, a federal judge in Texas ruled that DACA was illegal and blocked new applicants. Mm -hmm. Current DACA recipients could still keep their status and renew, but the ruling locked out the new applications of an estimated 300,000 or so teens and young adults who could potentially qualify. Mm. Plus, CBS News reports that there were already tens of thousands of first-time applicants by the end of June, but after that ruling, they can't be approved. And almost immediately after the ruling came down, President Biden said that the administration would appeal it, but didn't give an immediate timetable. Yeah, but activists have started to beat the drum for lawmakers to do more. So what's happening there? Ooh, a lot of finger pointing. Also, a lot of it at Democrats specifically. Um, Politico published this recent memo from immigration advocacy groups to Democrats in Congress 
It started with this quote. Citizenship for undocumented immigrants in America can no longer remain an unfulfilled campaign promise for the Democratic Party. That's right. That's true. And we've heard from some DACA recipients ourselves who share that same sentiment because this is not just some political decision for them. Like, this is people's lives hanging mm -hmm. in the balance. So what did they have to say? Well, uh, first, here's Danae Joseph. She is a DACA recipient who came to the U.S. from Belize when she was seven years old. She said that she, too, wants Biden and Democrats to make immigration a priority while they're in power. It was still extremely disappointing that we managed to survive DACA under the Trump administration to now have it be almost eviscerated under this new administration. Joseph also said that it was disheartening to still have to fight for this. DACA was meant to be a temporary solution until Congress could act and provide access to opportunities and pathway to citizenship for the undocumented youth and for the other 11.5 million people. So the fact that we're now fighting for the bare minimum nine years later speaks to the fact that there is a lack of willingness to really provide something more permanent. Yeah. I mean, as tired as I am of waiting for it, I can't imagine what it must be like for them. Yeah. And we also heard from my friend and a former guest of the show, Hustino Mora. Uh, he's a 2012 DACA recipient and co-founded the organization Undocumedia, which advocates for dreamers and undocumented groups. What do you have to say? Uh, similar stuff. You know, Mora said that he was disappointed by this happening all under full Democratic control in Washington. Biden, even before when he was running for the office, he was very clear with his words. He said, I'm going to make immigration, you know, one of my top priorities. And he did ended up signing some sort of um, executive order confirming his commitment to the DACA program on day one. Uh, but that didn't mean much because of what we're currently going through. Yeah. And Mora also said the very same political calculations that can often keep members of Congress from doing much of anything should actually push them to do something right now. Mm -hmm. Next year is a midterm elections. Politicians are going to go into campaign mode and they're not going to want to take risky votes. This a vote on immigration is going to be considered a risky vote. And if that happens, if they push it until next year, then honestly, I don't feel confident that we'll see some sort of immigration bill within the first four years of the Biden administration because they're just going to push it over to the next administration. It's now or never. That is really bleak. Yeah. So hopefully people are listening. We will keep you up to date on how immigration reform may finally get passed as part of that $3.5 trillion spending package. Plus, hear more from these DACA recipients and other immigration activists as well. But that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. 
Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Team USA's Sunisa Lee got gold in all-around individual gymnastics yesterday at the Tokyo Olympics after initially being projected to take silver with Simone Biles as a lock for first place. Mm -hmm. Lee's victory leaves the team's 17-year winning streak in this event intact, meaning all the overnight professors of gymnastics who said Biles was letting down her country are going to have to find a different way to feel entitled to the hard work of young women of color. Lee's victory holds huge significance for the Asian American community since she was the first Hmong American to compete in the Olympics and the first person of Asian descent to ever take home this prize. Go off. The governor who moonlights as a bodyguard for COVID, Florida's Ron DeSantis, is being defied by local officials in his state who want to contain the pandemic. Florida is currently a coronavirus hotspot, with the state reporting on Tuesday the highest one-day total of new cases since Mm mid-January, before the vaccine was widely available. The dire situation there led the mayor of Miami-Dade County to announce a mask requirement at indoor county facilities and the mayor of Orange County to announce a vaccine mandate for all non-union county employees. These orders might seem rational and fair, and they are, which is why they fly in the face of a law signed by DeSantis (laughs) that gives him the power to invalidate local COVID safety measures. DeSantis hinted this week his next move might be a bill to ban Florida schools from acquiring masks. If you're an epidemiologist who cheated on Ron DeSantis, please tell him that this is not the way to work through his feelings. It's just not working, man. Please, please talk to him. Do something else. Yes, this is not it, my friend. Um, (laughs) Sadly, Disney is forcing us to stick up for someone with $100 million. Scarlett Johansson (laughs) filed a lawsuit against the media giant yesterday claiming that it breached her contract when it released Black Widow on its streaming service. Johansson stars in the film, and her suit alleges that her salary was negotiated to be based largely on its box office performance. 
Disney released Black Widow on Disney Plus the same day it dropped in theaters, which the suit claims lowered the number of people willing to pay to see it in person. Mm -hmm. Unsurprisingly, the film didn't do as well as its Marvel predecessors, with ticket sales dropping by a staggering 68% on its second week out. Mm. Disney has responded to the suit with a spokesperson arguing that it showed a, quote, callous disregard for the effects of the pandemic. I will note that this is coming from a company that is still releasing movies in theaters and has opened up its theme parks. You know, that's a fact. Uh, Solidarity with anyone on the internet who has unexpectedly found themselves being serenaded by a small, soulful man in a variety (laughs) of huge jackets. The music video for Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up hit 1 billion views on YouTube this Wednesday, symbolizing an entire generation of people getting Rick Rolled. If you're not familiar with Rick Rolling because you got frozen during caveman times and just got thawed out this morning, it is a prank that became widespread in 2007, where someone would click a link to a relevant piece of content and then be directed to this song. <laughs> oh yes. Let's just let it run. Let just it run. Let it run. Um, the whole thing, baby. <laughs> right. I've instantly transported to the carpeted room with my family computer. I feel more at peace <laughs> than ever in my life. So Astley released the song in 1987 and was initially annoyed when it became a meme. He soon came to embrace his new role as Internet's version of a pack of gum that electrocutes you. And he responded <laughs> to the news of the one billion view milestone with this very lovable quote. That is mind-blowing. The world is a wonderful and beautiful place, and I am very lucky. Oh. Wow. We are lucky, too. I am currently experiencing <laughs> the version of getting Rickrolled when you find out for the first time that someone is British. Yeah, he should have led with that. Um, I, I feel betrayed. Yeah, both white, British, and red-headed. He is out here just catfishing us. <laughs> Those are the headlines. <laughs> One more thing before we go, guys. Today is a truly insane and unbelievable day. Uh, It's not even hitting me yet. After more than 400 episodes, Mm -hmm. dozens of interviews, and thousands of mid-recording session sips of water, this is our last (laughs) show with my amazing friend, Akilah Hughes. Akilah helped launch this show, as you know, and she put so much of herself into making it the best podcast it could possibly be. It's truly scary to imagine what this show will be like without her joining us for each episode. So, you know, I'm choosing not to. Um, But to send her off here, we got the WAD production crew together, plus some of our friends at Crooked, to tell us what they are going to miss about spending five days a week with Akilah. One thing I'm going to miss about working with Akilah every day is how she would recommend a one-hour prestige drama to our team. (laughs) And then within a week, it would be an absolute sensation. So it was nice to get an early preview of all that. I'm going to miss the look I get when I launch into a take that uh, (laughs) is recognized as being bad and wrong. Akilah, I'm going to miss our walks after work around the neighborhood, which I guess we can still take, even if you're not doing the show. So I won't miss it at all. Never mind. I'm going to miss seeing Fauci's face on screen and you having to attend to him while you record because he's crying for treats. He is a little too (laughs) cute, though. That stuff needs to be regulated. I'm going to miss the side slacks that make the worst meetings the best meetings. So it will not surprise any regular listeners to the Wattpod that the thing I will miss desperately about Akilah is her laugh. Akilah could be laughing at a funny Gideon joke, a corny Gideon joke, or even the most terrible piece of news, and it would always make me smile. I mean, everyone knows how funny you are, but there's something about when you giggle that is super infectious. I'm gonna miss your infectious laugh when you or someone else says something really funny. 
One thing I will miss about working with Akila is that she has the best laugh of just about anybody I know. Secondly, I want to congratulate you, Akila, on having the most intense pandemic glow up of, I think, anybody I've ever seen. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on what comes next. And I will miss you. Who can harmonize the word headlines with themselves? There's only one. Akila, we can keep that, right? We're keeping it. Can we keep it? There are so many things we'll miss about working with you, Akilah, but thankfully the wonders of technology will keep us together like they have through this past year and a half when we haven't been in the same room at all. So this is actually not a major change in some ways. <laughs> See you soon in the big freaking Apple. Later, love. Wow. Oh my gosh. Surprise. <laughs> so insanely sweet thank you everyone shout out to Aaron for thinking and mentioning how hot I got (laughs) that's the personal best oh my god well I just you know you all know how I feel I love you all so much I can't wait to see what you all do with the show and I'll be around you can't get rid of me that easy just thanks yeah well we love you too and we will see you soon But that is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, click the link in our show notes for a behind-the-scenes look at how we made this episode, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading, and not just things that aren't the news like me, (laughs) What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And And we'll we'll see see you soon, Watt Squad. Oh my goodness. That's it. Wow. We did it. That's all she wrote. Benito. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the bag. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com.